Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we watch a movie. We're going to talk about that movie, give a brief synopsis, uh, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, some changes we might make if we were the ones making the movie, and some kind of final thought. I'm Richard Bertelson. I'm Ted Hong. And this week, guns were akimboed. Akimbo. Look, this is going to sound really fucking weird, but can you help me? I have guns bolted to my hands. Yeah, you're right. That does sound pretty fucking weird. You have 24 hours to kill, Nix. Fail, you die. Leave the city, you die. What the fuck is Nix? Hope everyone is doing well. Yes. And safe. I guess we should touch on that. Um, we did watch this movie by renting it on Amazon. I think it was supposed to be released in theaters soon or by now. And obviously, theaters don't aren't they're not a thing anymore. Right. So we will keep trying to make some movie podcasts. Um, the D&D podcast is going to go up as normal. Um, but yeah, it will be with things that we can rent at home because we can't go to a movie theater just like most of you can't. Right. All the while, we are maintaining our social distancing. I am so far away from Richard at this point. We might as well have... Uh, guns akimbo. Guns akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well have guns nailed to our hands. Am I right? <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> Ted, how did you like this movie? Um, I thought it had a lot of potential, and there are some really good parts. However, it was kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah that's, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. I think it's an ambitious film. Talk about why I used that word specifically. Like The performance was great. Uh, the uh-huh. cast was great. Um, production yeah. quality was great uh although i would argue for some of the initial camera sequences they were entirely dizzying almost unnecessarily oh so. um one of the th- one of my biggest knocks against this movie is i don't have a problem with the type of style it decides to use right i have the problem with the fact that it refuses to do anything else like with it yeah like, this is this is i know this movie is way more violent but it's stylistically it's um it's an Edgar Wright movie, almost. Well, yeah. It, um, I noticed that when they they did the quick shots and the uh-huh. zoom in. Uh, but when she switched gears in her car, right. I was like, oh, my God. Is that... But watch an Edgar Wright movie. He also, most of the movie is regular shots. His crazy energetic style that he uses are reserved for, are reserved specific... for emphasis yeah. on specific mm-hmm. things. There is a point, there is a point like a quarter of the way through this movie, I, I literally said it in my head, the camera doesn't always have to be spiraling. Sometimes it can just be a fucking shot because right. it's making me kind of dizzy. <laughs> but they were like, <laughs> they were all like almost back to back. It was like after her right. sequence, um, uh, Samara Weaving's sequence. Oh, wonderful person. Just like she's fantastic. I am in love with this person. Her character, Nyx, uh, yeah, after doing the whole sequence and then following uh, Miles, Daniel Radcliffe's character, as he gets out of bed, and then also goes into another battle and then gets chased and he's still spinning. It's just, it's too much. And it, it's either, the camera's either always spinning and I'm, and like spinning, twirling, going really fast in and really fast out. Like at one point, like the camera does a flip as he rolls and it's like so unnecessary. It's well, so, I actually like that one. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad shot, but it's just like, I think I think I would have liked that shot if it weren't surrounded by all the shots we just discussed. No, no, I, it's agree, like, I agree. It's like at some point you're just like, the camera needs to fucking chill out because at this point it feels like I'm watching a video game, which I know that that's the point a little bit. I know yeah. that that's obviously the stylistic choice, right. which is one of the reasons why I draw the Edgar Wright comparison because it feels a lot like Scott Pilgrim if Scott Pilgrim were, you know, a hard R. Right. 
But the difference is a slightly more, I don't really know this director's past. I feel like it's probably a fairly young director who clearly has a lot of skill, but needs to refine when they use their flashier elements. Um, the story is fine. It's not anything super great. It's not boring either. Right. Just kind of fine. Um, I think the one of the reasons why the movie's carried fairly well is you already mentioned it, the performances. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's actually part of why I was still, mm-hmm. wa- I mean, like I was engaged enough because, you know, I liked the cast and some of the characters, uh, albeit a small role. Uh, as for the director, just to quickly touch upon that, Jason Lee Howden, Lee, maybe. Uh, I apologize if I butchered that name. Yeah, this is his second film, apparently, so. Yeah, it checks out. I mean, and going back to the camera thing, um, it's fine, but if you, if it serves a purpose to, for us to feel like we're also disoriented with him, sure, but you did it for, like, eight other things, too. There's... It's... See that? See, I, that's. I don't get the impression that it's used for any purpose. I think he feels, apart from style, there, there seems right. style, but but then even style should make certain elements stand out as cooler than other elements. But instead, it's just it ends up feeling like it's trying too hard, mm-hmm. and also feels like it's covering up for the fact that there's not that much to the story. Quite, quite frankly, sometimes it's funny, but also equally as much. It's kind of eye rolly and it's yeah. little one liners and like jokes that don't really land that well. Yeah. But when it's funny, it's funny. It's not. It's not that way all the time. See, I, um, I, that's and that's the thing. It's like I feel like I don't know. I I think a good movie will have like three types of conflicts. Uh, you know, there's there's the external one, there's the personal one, and then there's the internal philosophical one, right? And I mean, I feel like this movie was mostly plot, and that's fine if that's what you're going for and. It was fun, but, I mean, it didn't quite, like, there are other movies that kind of do the same concept, but you're totally engaged. And because I think it lacked the internal, I don't know, it's like, I I get the sense that it's supposed to be a satirical kind of comment on, like, internet. It could play off how the -the over-the-topness is horrifying, real life isn't video games, violence is crazy and the internet makes you crazy or it can be as crazy as it is as all fuck and then just be super fun because nothing is realistic which if they were going to go down the satirical road that would not be right i think you know with uh, with fiction and even with movies uh, and i've seen this done before where there can be two perspectives right one that's overly fantastical over the top that's just balls to the wall crazy and then it'll like snap back into reality and we see how the horrifying nature of what it is. So if they actually had bolted... There's your change. Yeah. Is that the main plot, the A plot, which there is kind of only an A plot in this There's movie. There's only, yeah. But you could expand yeah. something else out to be a B plot, which the A plot is as crazy as the movie is. The B plot is you just follow the two cops and they just clean up the mess and it's just horrifying. It's just oh yeah, it's so just it terrible. Back. Good way to punctuate it. The yeah. cops are just... And so we follow them like investigating and pursuing that you wouldn't even have to change the, the the reveal of how they're related to it. You could still do that at the end. Yeah. But it would give you this kind of like stark contrast, which would also be kind of funny because yeah. you could even cut back and forth with like all of the graphics and the crazy cameras and stuff like that. But then when you shoot the cops, you just shoot it like fucking mm-hmm. uh, Law and Order. Right. Just- <laughs> and I think if they had initially started the character... Uh, Miles as someone who like engaged in this kind of stuff. I mean, he started off as a troll in the comments section, right? 
But if he was like, if he was all for it, and then his world flipped for him having participated in this stuff and now actually seeing the reality of it, uh, all the while people that are actually, uh, what is it, live streaming it, they see this glorified version, but he's seeing the reality of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I can see that. So, That's, that works too. Um, and then whenever we cut back into, because sometimes we do get shots of the drones um, that when they film it, we see that footage. Um, that could be the the fantastical part. Um, I don't know. I know they're going for a particular style through and through, and that's fine. I'm just I, I think, and I'm not sure if this this change necessarily works, but it's a it's a concept worth looking at, I suppose. I like it. I think that's hard to put together, but you could definitely yeah. do, and it could be very interesting, very entertaining too. It could also itself be fu- a funny joke in the way that you just kind of cut from yeah. this like highly stylized act- thing, but then you just cut to the street level where yeah. it's like. I feel like it's almost like the British dry humor. It's like, just look at this mess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at what we have here. I, I do feel really bad for Hadley. Um, in fact, uh, we kind of skipped our synopsis. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, Let's do it. You want to do it? Let's okay. do it. My synopsis was a benevolent, helpful, caring office worker slain after covering and helping a co-worker escape a violent mass murderer only to be kidnapped and executed in the back of a van. <laughs> Because, I mean, look at what he did. He yeah, saw no. his boss get <laughs> fucked in the head, right? And she's carrying some heavy-ass weapon. And he's like, and Miles is like, hey, cover me. He's like, with what? <laughs> and he shoots her with a Nerf dart. Ballsy. Yeah. And yeah. caring. What a great guy. <laughs> no, there's and not he a... does get shot at. Um, and then only to be kidnapped later. Yeah, just there is no reason to kill that guy. If you're the organization, I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> just, just really. And he definitely gets a bad rap. I yeah. feel like the movie even has like this negative kind of, like, that he's uncool in a way we shouldn't like him. But you're right. He never does anything that's not he didn't likable do, yeah. in the movie. No. He even's like, hey, the boss is coming out. Like, he's, I don't know. At first, I thought that first sequence was to show how uh, Miles kind of, like, disconnects from reality, mm. uh, which it does. But then also it shows how great Hadley is in the sense like, hey, man, boss is coming. Get off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so. yeah, he's just warning his friend. Yeah. And he meets such an... At first, I thought when he was dropped out of the van and he pulls off the little head cover, um, I thought Miles was going to be like, oh, thank God, you're not... <laughs> And just like, <laughs> see, and that's the that, other way you could go with the yeah, movie that, is get yeah. go real fucking dark real, with it, actually, yeah. just dark humor. Because also that's that's one of the problems is the movie sometimes does do that. It does do and that, so but then it goes away. It's yeah. jumping around too much mm-hmm. on like yeah. what do you, what kind of theme or do you want to say? Right. Um, and okay, so let's go with movie logic here. So they do. It's funny because they address certain things that we see in movies like oh why don't they ever reload? So they already erase that out of the equation. He's got 50 in both guns. I like but that then, mechanic in the yeah, game. Which the is movie, great. The game. <laughs> in the movie, I like yeah, that like device, yeah. But then yeah. he starts off being terrible. He can't even shoot the gun properly, right? And then suddenly he's he's guns akimbo when they the do end, their end and hitting thing, everyone he's... perfectly. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I mean, movie logic. It goes to one of the many ways in which I said I felt like the movie was ambitious. It wanted to, it seems to want you to build into this idea that this character has changed, is going to go on this, you know, hunting spree. I don't know if they think there's going to be sequels or not, but it obviously seemed like they did. The movie is is fun and entertaining and interesting, and it showcases an possibly interesting talent, a couple different interesting talents, 
but it still it's not enough to earn a franchise or this right. big character to we that we care that we we will know guns akimbo yeah um also i do think that part of the reason why the style why this much aggressive style hurts this movie is because the budget clearly isn't high enough to sustain it some of the cg does not look that great some of the camera tricks are clearly that they're relying on cg for things like the that smoke. they couldn't really do so in that case don't do them or do them in ways that you you rely less on those things being as obvious mm-hmm. which could have been easily solved by by doing the cool camera rolls and tricks when you could and when you couldn't just not using it as much because it's not it doesn't also doesn't add anything anyway right less so is not, more less yeah. is more <clears throat> and then okay so, so there's there's all of this there's all of this ambition to be something that the movie just never is and that doesn't right. make the movie bad it's just it should have been smaller because it didn't know how to be this big or bigger. Right. Like, I understand it was trying to get the, the point across that she was a badass and killed all these people. But then she's chasing him down, and he's running down a straight, narrow path in an alley. She can't shoot him. Right. She can't hit him, but she can do flippity flips and mm-hmm. aim behind her back and shoot. Uh, you know, it's like doing all this stuff. But a clear shot like that for her, someone of her skill... But this is my point. Like, if you were better at this, then it would be John Wick choreography, where either yeah. he is consistently as good as he is. It's the situations or the rooms that make that add the conflict to him or the conflict to the enemies, because it's not that oh suddenly someone's not good at what they're doing. It's that the situation is built and intricate so that the fight goes on in a cool way, as right. opposed to the character just can't do it now, even though they could before. Mm-hmm. I thought some of the uh, charisma in the in the cast was great. Um, I love some of the lines, like uh, right after the one detective gets shot. <laughs> it was good. And, yeah. and Miles is like, "Is that look supposed? Is that stare supposed to explain something?" Just like really on the nose. Yes, exactly. It's great. See, that's what I mean. It's like the humor is there, but it's, it's really not good consistent. It's really it's, good sometimes, and yeah. sometimes it's a little too cheeky, a little too not. And then sometimes dark, and then yeah, like okay, see, so even after it's like, huh, bulletproof vest didn't do much good. So it's like that yeah. that kind it of goes humor. To the, it goes to the same less is more. Like yeah, it only like a lot of those parts that you just mentioned are very funny. Yeah. So how about when Samara Weaving is fighting the guy at the end who ends up getting blown up, and they're fighting with hammers? The two of them should shut the fuck up because every single line is a one liner, and it's like okay, yeah, most of these are not funny. Like you, yeah, like, yeah. like you said earlier, less is more. Right. Like the whoever wrote it could write funny shit and knew like a kind of humor that fits for this movie. Yeah, you don't need to lay it on so thick because then I get I kind of want your character to shut the fuck up because they're a little too they're a little too cheeky. Well, both of them. <laughs> um, yeah, because she was like, "Oh, Friday night's gonna be lonely now." Right. You know, or it's gonna be or whatever something along those lines. But it would have made sense if she was already hopped up on coke, and so she's just like. <laughs> completely immune to like any sort of physical dismemberment <laughs> you're right no i absolutely agree they uh, the writing definitely laid on too thick the some of the jokes fun but not entirely fun um any changes i think the movie's fine i think like i i do agree with the like trying to add some kind of contrast to the movie if you want to make it a little deeper than it is but i, I would even be fine without that i think the i think it's okay sometimes for a movie as long as it's only like 90 minutes like this one is it's yeah. okay for it just to be a roller coaster ride yeah but even then even it out 
Like you just need to like just can, okay. Can someone I, needs an editor. Someone needs <laughs> to be like someone needs this director and this writer. Are they the same person? Script though? supervisor. They need someone to be like, you know, what if the camera were still this time? Yeah. Because all they're doing is talking. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or it was like, no, that joke you just that joke that they, she just says here is really funny. She doesn't need to say the second one. No. Because yeah. then you know what? I it may not be it may not be my favorite movie, but if you did those cutting down, I would. I would have a much more positive experience than I had, which yeah. was not a bad experience, just an uneven one that makes me feel like, eh, all right. Okay, so hold on. Let, can I just quickly compare to another movie that Samara Weaving was in, which mm. was Ready or Not, something that we had yeah. watched? Um, Very good. That was also a roller coaster, and that wasn't necessarily a deeper like, message, right? It had a deeper message than this about yeah, exactly. generational that, wealth and And that's mm, my point, class, right? Yeah. It was there, but they didn't like cram it down your oh, throat. No, no. And I'm not saying that this needs to as well, but have it present. Because um, at least something for us to draw from, um, which it kind of does. I suppose it just doesn't hit. It doesn't land. It also found a way of... to, to be funny and dark and violent. Very consistent in that, for ready or not, right? Yeah, yeah. because, but mainly because it, it found a meaningful way for its own characters to comment on those things. Yeah. And this one didn't really... I think it. I think, I think that Daniel Radcliffe thing at the end, oh, I just kind of started, you know, didn't really get the girl and I started bleeding out and stuff. That's their attempt at making a meaningful commentary See, on it, but it's, uh, didn't, it's not really, though. If we're going to talk about change two, I would have cut out all the exposition. Just any of him narrating, mm-hmm. just, just leave it out. Especially that last sequence, because he explains it, and we see... We can derive that that is what is happening. Mm-hmm. I, I, if, I swear, if you just cut out him talking and just showed the, the sequence on, uh, on the TV, mm-hmm. you would understand. Same it. goes with his... You see that he's bleeding out and he's imagining it. Same but goes he with his intro. It. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Like the, his character's established just fine with the visuals we without, get. Just yes. like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm saying. The exposition was just laid on heavy. It's just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And that would have also contributed to just like t- less is more again. Yeah. Less is more. And you know... Maybe the hundredth time the director wanted to attach the camera to an object, someone would be like, no, it doesn't have to be attached to every beer bottle he drinks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The way he was drinking each bottle of beer, as if there was nothing in it, because the angle of the beer bottle, how can any... Just like, here's the next word. The number of times that I think Daniel Radcliffe had to wear or hold something that had a camera strapped to it, or wear a harness to himself, because they had a lot of the shots, too, record for Dream Style, where it was like kind of a harness that he was wearing. Uh-huh. Uh, or it was called. on the beer bottle or like a steering wheel or like the guns mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, that poor guy. He had to do half of the DP's work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope Samara yeah. Weaving uh, gets more stuff if she wants it, I no, guess. Oh my goodness, I would yeah. say the same thing about Daniel Radcliffe, she's but so I don't great. think he wants to do big movies because he does a lot of movies. They're just, they're like this. Right. Which is um, fine. Did you see Swiss Army Man? <laughs> I did not watch that, no. Um, but... I mean, he is, which actually, it's not actually evident, I would argue, in any of the eight Harry Potter movies. He's fairly stilted. But he actually is, he has a fairly natural charisma on screen, at least now. Mm -hmm. So if he wanted to be in regular big movies, he could be. I don't think he wants to be, though. I mean, he's done a couple of big movies. Uh, I know he's done the one horror movie. Um, I forget the name of it escapes me right now. Yeah, no, he's great. Tomorrow Weaving, also in The Babysitter. She, I feel like she likes specific projects that are, Dark humor mm. uh, and horror and just, like, balls to the wall crazy. That seems to check out. Um, Which is cool. I mean, if 
If you know what you like to do and she's definitely That's good great. at it, oh, she's do fantastic. It. Yeah. I think she probably has a lot of range if she wants to use it. Oh, absolutely. But I also don't want to disparage anyone who's like, this is what I want to do. Okay. That's no, fine. Yeah. I mean, that was guns akimbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any. I don't think this is harmful to to give a rent if you're looking for something to watch. It's not bad. It's just not great. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something to put on if you just wanted to take it easy and just kind of have something on. Probably a more worthy rent than it would have been to go to the theater to see, honestly, because it's true. a little bit less money and. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Well, hope you guys are staying well, staying safe, social distancing. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find us at Character Arc on Facebook, at Character Arc on Instagram, at characterarc.net. That's www.characterarc.net. Um, like, subscribe wherever you can. Rate us wherever you can. We're available on all the podcasting apps, Google, Spotify, Apple, and so on. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Richard Bertelson. And I am Ted Hong. Hope you guys enjoyed. Stay safe.